his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Michael Kelly sitting in for Chris Ronji on a Monday morning. We've had a pretty big day already, Mr. Kelly. We always do. We always do. We started the show with, uh, well, actually talking about downtown St. Louis, and you had a positive experience. I know we're pretty critical of the city down here. I would say if those who champion the city the most can also criticize it the right. best because they want what's best for it. But you said it was hopping. It was rocking and rolling. There were people everywhere in downtown St. Louis, and I saw police everywhere. Get out there and go experience downtown. It's really pretty during the holidays. Yeah, it is. And I think it also shows that people will come downtown. Yep. I, we talk about the crime. Crime hasn't been solved. We, we haven't fixed it. But... People will still come down when you have the right events, when you have the right attractions, when you have Cardinal Baseball. So perhaps this, the fact that we're hemorrhaging people and residents in the city, perhaps it could be turned around more quickly than uh, than we think. Let's hope. Joe Biden, president of the United States, will he or will he not run in 2024? That's the big question out there. This campaign, the Biden administration or the Biden campaign says will cost over $1 billion. Will Joe Biden run a campaign from his basement or will he be out on the stump? Uh, will Will Donald Trump run a campaign from the golf course and the courtroom or will he be out on the stump? Politics has changed. Uh, but I think uh, we are going to have a replay of the 2020 election, Amy, and I think the same outcome and the same narrative is going to happen. I know you've supported Joe Biden uh, yep. in the past and supported him you know, throughout his presidency, and that's right. where we've differed a lot in our opinions of his success or unsuccess during this presidency. But all of that being said... What do you want to happen? Do you want a Gavin Newsom to run in 2024? Do you feel the Democrats would have a better chance if Biden said, you know what, for the good of the country, I'm going to step back? I think that's what John Hancock thinks is going to happen. I want uh, the Democrats to win. And if the nominee is Donald Trump, I really don't care who we've nominated. He that that individual has to win. Uh, I think that uh, the Gavin Newsom situation probably alleviates a lot of the concerns that many Democrats have. But I don't think that Joe Biden's losing any votes over the fact that he might be older, because when it comes down to that binary choice, the question is somebody who says they want to be a dictator 
or somebody who's mm-hmm. been leading the country right now, I think this works out well for Joe Biden. Well, and that's what's frustrating for Republicans. I do think Nikki Haley beats Joe Biden. I just do. I oh, mean, yeah. you've got inflation, you've got trouble. He's I think got Nikki Haley beats anybody other than the two people that she's got to beat. Do you really? You yeah. would think Nikki Haley would beat a Gavin Newsom? I, yeah, I do. I think to be in the party out of power uh, puts you in a better spot. It's a lot easier throwing rocks than it is uh, to actually have to govern. And so the Republicans are well-placed right now. And they may nominate the one person who can't win. How crazy is that? How counterintuitive, how unhelpful. Uh, it's, it is some type of a party suicide, basically, wow. in the presidential election if... Nikki Haley, or even Ron DeSantis. I think Ron DeSantis beats Joe Biden. You are putting up Donald right. Trump. But how crazy is it? It's as crazy as the four years of his presidency. Yeah. It's as crazy as the fact that the man's not a conservative. It's as crazy as the fact that he goes after war veterans and calls them losers. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Something is happening to people's brains that has nothing to do with political thought. I think what's crazy to me is years ago when Trump was just I, announcing his run for presidency and he said I could stand on Fifth Avenue yep. and shoot people mm-hmm. and people would still vote for me. Republicans would still vote for me. That statement has evolved from something that's offensive and outlandish to just a factual statement. Yep. Because, again, Liz Cheney was on the Dispatch podcast and she was talking about uh, her upcoming book, of course, but then also you know, talking about why she's focusing on Donald Trump when she personally also thinks Joe Biden has not had a successful presidency. And the person interviewing her, Stephen Hayes of the Dispatch uh, Conservative, very reasoned, has said he thinks that President Biden has been an awful president. He said it's been an awful presidency. So he asked her, if you agree with me that Joe Biden has not been a good president, why are you focusing your your political ammunition on Donald Trump. And she said, because Donald Trump is such a unique threat that it's more important to let people know he's not a reasonable alternative to Joe Biden. It's it's not good. He's not a conservative. The cornerstone of conservatism is fidelity to the Constitution. He has no fidelity to the Constitution. He, <laughs> he finds wants to suspend it. It's an encumbrance. <laughs> yes, it gets in the way of what he wants to do. Also, historically, Republicans have focused on character. If you want to say, what are the two tenets of the Republican Party that I know, that I grew up with, that I was a part of? The Constitution and character. Trump respects neither of those things. It was Albert Moeller the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, who in 2016 16 said, I would never support Donald Trump as president. If I did that, I would have to beg forgiveness from Bill Clinton, who he had excoriated for being a terrible human. For being a terrible human. He said, I would never support Trump. Right. I would have to beg forgiveness from Bill Clinton. And then suddenly, within months, he changed his tune and became a supporter of Donald Trump. And that's what I think particularly offensive to me is his stranglehold on the so-called Christian right. And if you're one of those people out there that just wants to win and wants to see Republicans in office, since the day he was elected in 2020, the Republicans have not won Mm -hmm. an election. And it is directly because of him. Yeah, he lost the House, the Senate, the presidency, and there was no red wave in 2022. Um, And not to harp on this more, 
But again, as we see Nikki Haley gain some momentum in New Hampshire for what it's worth and the support of Governor Sununu, I want that to mean something because there is a bizarre tie between Donald Trump, not a conservative, not a Christian, not particularly a man of character, cheated on his wives with porn stars, <laughs> three different wives. He's not faithful to any of the women in his life. I don't know why you think he's going to be faithful to any of you. Um, that That is upsetting because on January 6th, there were Jesus flags in the crowd. Oh, yeah. That should be upsetting, too. I know there are faithful people. There are Republicans out there who found that offensive. I, I wish they would become more outspoken uh, because there is a weird being a Christian and being a Republican. Uh, they're not the same thing. And you know this weird tie-in of Christian nationalism, you see it seeping in from the right. That's a dangerous uh-huh. idea. And you don't want Jesus flags while you're storming the Capitol and breaking down the windows of the White House. And that, that's the connection, I think, that I find most upsetting. And that's why I hope there are a lot of good Republicans who are not cultists with Trump and see that Nikki well, Haley would win. Unfortunately for you, Amy, I think that Donald Trump is going to win this primary, and that'll probably make you depressed. That does. That was one of our other topics. It, depression. <laughs> says, see what I was trying to do there? I was you, trying to take you to our next topic. He did a great job. We he, talked about depression. With Dr. Claire Martin, the assistant professor in the counseling department at Webster University. If you're the one who's having those symptoms, like, Make it a point, like, to take care of yourself. Um, like, don't give up on your routine. Like, around the holidays, people tend to, the first thing that they tend to give up on is, like, things that are personal, like their self-care, mm-hmm. eating well, sleeping well, exercising. So they tend to give up on those. So maybe, like, be more intentional about the fact that during the holiday, this will happen. So, therefore, I would be more intentional about keeping those up. She also mentioned that a lot of times we have we're overwhelmed with responsibilities and events and obligations during the holiday season. There's a lot of expectations made around the holidays, like you have to provide gifts and you may not have the financial means. There's also like visiting family and sometimes it's not the most pleasant then, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's great connecting with family, but sometimes it brings bad memories as well. So you have to make, acknowledging that it's okay to say no sometimes. You don't have to say yes to everything. Um, so creating those kind of, I'll, I'll call them boundaries, mm-hmm. like knowing like your limits and saying, well, it's okay not to do it the same way. The holiday doesn't have to be the same way all the time. And that's something dealing with depression, dealing with mental health. Michael Cull, you've been very open yeah. about your journey. Yeah, well, it has been for me, but it's, it's, I would argue to you that it's not even people who are openly diagnosed with depression who deal uh, with depressive thoughts around the holidays. It's a lot of forced fun. Just turn on the TV or listen to some of the commercials here. Um, it's all about, you know, this these special moments that only happen at this time of the year. And you know what? Special moments happen. They're not necessarily something you can plan. And I feel like the holidays try to force it on a lot of us, and it leaves you in a place of wanting, longing, depression. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for your neighbors, your friends, particularly those that are single or widowed. Send a text to someone and say, hey, you don't have to respond. I just want to let you know, fill in the blank. I'm thinking of you. I love you. I'm here for you. And also, this is this feels bold, but from people that I've talked to and people who are mental health experts who have de- dealt with depression themselves, they say, don't leave an open-ended, open-ended question like, 
Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Just say, hey, I am bringing this by and I'm dropping it on the front porch. Or I'm going to sit down and have tea with you for 20 minutes. You know, you know the person, whatever right. they would appreciate. If you don't want to be too intrusive, just say, hey, I'm swinging by the store and I'm going to drop this off. Tell them what you're going to do because none of us, even if we're not dealing with depression, we very rarely take people up on offers when they say, let me know if I can pick something up. Yeah, have something concrete. Have something specific that people get invited to. They may not participate, but you're giving them a way to to either agree to do it or Mm -hmm. not to do it. And uh, I know somebody who's going to be opening a really cool president in 2024, don't you? It's our sports fella. (laughs) Look at this guy, Matt Polly. Uh, he joined us. He's got sports open line tonight from 6 to 8. And, oh, by the way, Michael Kelly, can't keep him away. You're on from Hancock 8 to 10. And Hancock and I are going to be in here. We do Hancock and Kelly late night, Amy. We it's, try not to talk politics. It's incredible. Yeah, and so we have a blast uh, messing with each other. Well, I can't wait to hear tonight. I love listening to you guys. Whenever you were on and Hancock would bring in the ineffable Sean Michael, Shawn Michael Lyle. 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 That was yeah. always, that was a trip. Now we spend our time with uh, Maria Kina, uh, oh, who's also gosh. a unique personality here in uh, KMOX. It's just so much fun to spend time here late at night on KMOX with Hancock. You should tune in from 8 to 10 tonight. No politics. Lots of us jabbing with each other. Love it. He's Michael Kelly. I'm Amy Mark Scores. We want to hear from you. 314-436-7900. Um, we were talking about Christmas cards. Do you send them? Do you receive them? I, My goodness, the... Uh, the family newsletters. We had an idea about a family newsletter one time, uh, so I think it would not have gone over well. But we want to hear from you, so reach out to us, whatever's on your mind. And Michael Kelly's got thoughts on streaming services that were allegedly going to make our lives easier. Yeah, well, you, I'm sure many of you feel the same way. Maybe you didn't get to see Saturday Night Live this weekend. Maybe you didn't get to see the football game last night. Remember those streaming companies that were going to make everything easier? They're ruining our lives. And that's what we're here to do as well. Michael Kelly, Amy Mark scores on KMOX. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Michael on the text line here. I can't tell if it's trash talking or not, but I think St. Clair of Assisi 
is talking about their basketball team versus Incarnate Word. I think they won. Uh, I know. Uh, well, so, have to, you know, the assistant to the assistant. I am the assistant to the assistant uh, of the fifth grade uh, boys Incarnate Word basketball team. It's got to be hurtful uh, for you to have to listen to that type of blasphemy on the uh, Well, it's a little line. hurtful from St. Clair of Assisi. Yeah. <sighs> well, by the way, what's what school are you the assistant to the assistant at? Incarnate Word. Ah. Parish school. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I don't want to brag. I mean, yeah. Yadi, you don't like to talk. Yadier Molina and I uh-huh. have very similar positions uh-huh. as far as being assistants. <laughs> and so I thought it would be relevant to bring it up. We also have some texters. Uh, one texter, we were talking about Schnooks. The friendliest thank, store in town. Thank you for shopping, you at, for shopping Schnooks. at Schnooks. That was uh, a line after one of the basketball uh, basketball moments when our team had a good, I don't know, takeaway or something, and I just heard, I heard mumbled from our bench, thank you for shopping at Schnucks, <laughs> which is my new favorite mic drop. Someone said, um, amen, Michael, thank you for supporting workers, because you said you don't do self-checkout. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, thanks for that. I always support workers. Do you not know uh, my story? <laughs> Wait I'm, a minute. I'm You're a union about, guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm all about workers. And look, I have no problem with the uh, self-checkouts. I would do it in a situation where maybe I'm picking up a turkey sandwich and I'm running in and running out. But when it comes to my grocery shopping, uh, I refuse to do the self-checkout because at the end of the day, they don't charge me less. Those people mm-hmm. uh, are making a living doing that stuff, and I support them. And then we talked about Christmas cards. How I don't know. Growing up, I used to get hundreds of Christmas cards. Eh, hundreds, maybe a hundred. Our family, not me. Yeah. Our family, because we would put a basket on the counter, and I right. just remember everybody did that. Tape them to their I fridge. I think maybe we'll get four. Maybe my parents will get four. Maybe um, mm-hmm. the Jar family, we get a few. It's just not as popular. One texture said, "I wish people would send pictures that include themselves and not just their kids or grandkids." I want to see what they look like. Oh well. I wonder if that person sends out uh, photos of themselves. This person said, I like and send short family letters that include crazy things such as a bird coming through the chimney and flying through the house. So what do you think of that? Some people send out narratives like, uh, Billy signed up for dentist school and went for their first three weeks. I know. You hate it? I do. I just feel bad because I feel like if you send me a two-page letter about what your kids have been doing and uh-huh. you have to fill me in on the whole year because throughout the year I didn't know those details, Yeah, I don't need to know them now. You're either in the circle where you right. know the details when they happen, like Billy graduated. Oh, congratulations, Billy. I right. went to the graduation. But now, a year later, saying, well, Bobby got a B in class, and that's, we're so glad he worked hard because this whole family has a history of going to Princeton, and you know us, overachievers, ha, ha, ha. Like, okay. <laughs> well, I, okay, so here, since we're poo-pooing uh, Christmas cards, I'm going to yeah. hop in on this. Well, Number not one, Christmas I, cards, I, newsletters. Yeah, well, I got out of the Christmas card business with my business because I was like, it's a lot of money. You're sending it to people. Everybody else is sending it at the same time. How do you personalize it? I got one from my accountant yesterday. Now, I might give my money, a lot yeah. of money to my accountant accountant but they had it like personalized where it wasn't just my accountant it was like every accountant that works in that building had signed to this christmas card i don't even know who those people are i mean so why would you be so that gets dismissed right and then of course i love some of the christmas cards i get from people that tell me hey uh, my you know this kid went to first communion etc and i like to look at the pictures of people but amy i rarely get christmas cards anymore most of what i get um are just from families who have kids. So I guess it's a part of what you're supposed to do if you have kids. Yeah, I like Christmas cards or holiday cards, whatever it may be, with the pictures. I think it's fun. The family newsletters 
are a little self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. I understand. I probably sound like a horrible person. I probably shouldn't say this. I know people who do family newsletters. You don't sound like one. You are. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. But anyway, so that's, I, I do I was miss... trying to be Ronge there for a minute. <laughs> I am, Mr. Positivity. I think I am horrible. No, I you're feel not. Horrible. But I do love Christmas cards with pictures. I miss those. <laughs> I loved having the basket full of like just seeing all your family and friends and right. looking at their, you know, the pictures of them all together. Maybe I'm old fashioned and sentimental, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a lot of pressure around Christmas time? Like, have you gotten your shopping done and stuff? See, like, I've given up on it. Mm. I don't participate. I mean, I participate. I've got presents to buy for one person. That would be my mother. But otherwise, I tell the people in my life, I don't want anything. Please don't get me anything. Mm. Um, I'm not going to buy you anything. Um, we're going to get to spend time together. And I find myself to be the happiest, not having to run like, yeah. oh, I got to pick up a gift card for this person, a gift card for that person. I'm living Christmas every day, Amy. Oh, look at you. You want to shoot me right now, <laughs> don't you? I, so I, for family and friends, for family, uh-huh. I say family and friends, for family, I like doing gifts. Uh-huh. Like I've had really, I've had a lot of fun buying for Mason Jar. Right. And Mason Jar's birthday, by the way, we just had it last week. So he's two weeks before Christmas. So I'm, it's like lots of shopping for this one part of the year and but, I've had a lot of fun but with friends I don't really do gifts because then it yeah. then where do you draw no, you the can't line do it. but let me ask you this on Mason Jar I know this guy I've been around you guys what does he need that he doesn't already have oh exactly I'll tell you off air no, that in most case people he's they already have everything they need quit giving them junk Oh, so you say. Michael Kelly, Amy Mark scores. This is the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. Michael Kelly, Amy Mark scores here with you on a Monday morning. And okay, this is the holidays. New Year's is just a few weeks away. And everybody knows what happens on New Year's Day. Extra LBs. All the weight loss commercials, right? Yeah, everybody's dealing with extra pounds from the holidays and you have weight loss commercials and Weight Watchers was a huge part of that. Famously, they have their point system, which is counting calories, basically. It's a different uh, algorithm of counting calories and is exercise, weight loss, get on the treadmill, uh, Nutri-Slim, all of these different things. Well, over the past year, the, what is it, a 78 $76 $76 billion diet industry has been upended by weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wigovi. And Nicole Goodkind, a senior reporter at CNN, wrote a really interesting story about Weight Watchers buying into weight loss pills. Um, and that is a revolution in the diet industry. And joining us now to discuss more about Wagovi and Ozempic and Weight Watchers is Nicole Goodkinds. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, this is crazy. This feels like the Jetsons, um, where you can take a pill for everything or pack your car up in a suitcase. Um, Weight Watchers, they are abandoning the pillars weight of, watching. of weight watching, right, <laughs> of, of diet and exercise? Well, I wouldn't put it that way. I wouldn't say they're abandoning their meetings and, and, you know, what they had done before, but they're altering what they've been doing. So they purchased a company called Sequence for over $100 million. Uh, and this company is a telehealth business where you basically call in, you talk to uh, a doctor or a nurse who's an expert in weight loss um, medication and they can help prescribe you something if, if you qualify. That being said, you know, Weight Watchers is closing a lot of its in-person meetings. It's closing down those storefronts to save money. 
and going online, but there still are what they call these workshops available. So I think it's a, it's a hybrid model that they're turning so, to. Sounds to me like they're becoming a drug marketing company at the end of the day. I mean, if uh, the bulk of what you're doing is telling people come here and we've got the doctors ready, um, they're not really Weight Watchers anymore. Well, here's what they have to say about it. I mean, they say that a lot of these doctors that are prescribing, Ozempic is actually, I know Ozempic has become the short term for these these uh, prescription drugs, mm-hmm. but that's actually for diabetes only. So Wagovi is what the, the obesity drug is called. Um, and they're saying, look, we have these doctors on hand who are actually trained uh, to prescribe this to people who are overweight to help them with this. Whereas when you go to your general practitioner or go to someone maybe else online, they're not as well-versed in this and they can't really help you. They might give you something that isn't right for you. So they're trying to corner this market and make it, in their own words, you know, more accessible and safer for people. So um, in when, a com- when I Sorry, think about getting medicine from a doctor, I think about it coming from a pharmacy, which is likely paid from by an insurance company, are insurance companies paying for people to get slim now? Is that what's going on? If you are, if you qualify, if you're overweight or if you have diabetes, you can get insurance to help. But these drugs are still incredibly expensive, often, you know, $1,000 a month. And, you know, when you, you talk about them, you describe them, I think, earlier as a pill, but actually they're injections. Uh, oh. So you're injecting yourself weekly. And it's not, you know, it's not easy. It's difficult. And people are going online and going through places that aren't like sequence and purchasing them perhaps illegally or off market and injecting themselves with things and they don't really know what it is. So Weight Watchers are saying, look, let's take control of this. This is a proven method. It works well in conjunction with meetings and check-ins and and let's make sure that people are staying healthy. Now, I know the new CEO, she's really been there for just over a year now, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. when When Weight Watchers brought her in, did they bring her in to do this very thing and keep Weight Watchers relevant? So Seema Sassini is an interesting CEO. She doesn't come from the weight loss world. She doesn't come from a consumer world. She's actually been working in tech. And they brought her in because during COVID, you know, Weight Watchers, their whole business model was in-person meetings. It wasn't working anymore. I don't know if you remember, they tried to pivot to this kind of uh, health and wellness brand that didn't focus as much on weight loss. That didn't work out for them. And so they needed to do something. She came in and her whole idea was to bring it really online, make the apps work for people. Um, and then this purchase sequence happened about a year after she started. So I don't necessarily, I can't say whether or not that's the reason they brought her in, but it is, you know, one of the earlier things she did was, you know, take a hundred plus million dollars to buy this company, but it's paid off for them. Their stock is up a lot over the past year. You know, Goldman Sachs says that these changes could generate $455 million in new revenue for Weight Watchers by 2025, which is now about a year away. Um, so it, it's paying off uh, for for the company, at least. I know uh, Americans that are taking weight loss drugs, I think it's GLP-1s, mm-hmm. it increased 40-fold in the last five years. And just rather recently, Oprah Winfrey, famously a face for Weight Watchers, has said, I you know, took a weight loss drug. There shouldn't be any stigma tied to it. And it's... I sh- you should look at it as, wow, what an ad- advancement in medicine that we now have a medicine you can take to help you balance and manage your weight. And here's what I'm thinking. I, 
so I'm a runner, and Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. when she ran the New York Marathon, she single-handedly did more for the sport of running and got more people involved in the sport of running than any previous runner or advocate for the sport combined. Do you mm-hmm. think with her getting behind these weight loss drugs that it will catapult it at, or accelerate it at a rate that's even faster than we've seen? I mean, we are now expecting that 13% of all adults in the U.S. could be on these medications by 2031. That's a lot of people. That's about 15 million U.S. adults. I think that she's done a lot for it. It's interesting because if you go back a year or two, Oprah actually said that she would not take these drugs and she thought they were cheating. She's obviously changed her tune there and so have a lot of other people. Uh, You know, I think of it, obviously, it's a medical prescription drug it's a lot different but it's almost like online dating right which used to be so taboo and people were embarrassed to say they were online dating and now the majority of young americans find their partners online i think things change pretty rapidly um so we'll see but we also do have to remember that this isn't you know something as simple as dating this is a real prescription drug with side effects and some people do have side effects a lot of people find that when they uh go off of the the injections they gain the weight right back. That's a really a, a big problem. Um, so th- there's a lot to it. It's also, like I said, it's, it's very expensive. It's not just, you know, as simple as paying $20 a month or whatever it might be for a meeting. It, it can cost you thousands of dollars, and that really adds up. Okay, I'm glad you brought up the side effects because this weight loss injection isn't necessarily a panacea. I know I've read in the Washington Post, more and more people who have taken drugs like Ozempic or Wagovi for weight loss have mm-hmm. talked about the side effects. We spoke to a physician who said, yes, if you are morbidly obese and are in great danger of heart disease or a heart attack, it's worth risking the side effects, basically, of these drugs to prevent other things from happening. But are, are, is this a dangerous territory we're getting into where there might be some serious side effects for a lot of people and those could have been avoided with more traditional focus on diet and exercise? Yeah. And look, I have to preface this by saying I am not a medical doctor. I cannot give medical <laughs> advice here. But I, I do think that the side effects are there. Um, you know, people report feeling, and, and even, you know, the lighter side effects, people who like the drug, who stay at works, if they eat too much, they get very ill. They don't feel good at times. It's not a walk in the park. It's, you know, it, it is a real drug that's for people who either have diabetes or who are actually, as you said, obese and, and have medical issues related to that. It's not just for someone who's looking to drop 10 pounds, you know, after indulging during the holidays. And there is a worry that that's how it's being used, especially with the the increase in telehealth medicine. So people can just kind of log on online and get these drugs a little easier than they might have before. And again, that is what Weight Watchers purports to be attempting to stop by by signing on with Sequence and having these real um, doctors who are practiced in obesity medicine um, talk to people and and advise them on, on whether or not to take these medicines. I also, you know, what's interesting is there are side effects for us, but there are also side effects for the economy of these medications. Companies like Walmart and Coca-Cola have expressed concerns, actually, that 
as these medications become more popular, people won't be purchasing junk food <laughs> or, you know, this is actually a very serious concern. I know it's yeah. funny, but they cited it in their earnings reports. They're worried that they might actually lose customers. So this well, is going to have a huge effect on, on with, with, our economy. Yeah. And with everything speeding up in our lives, and this seems to have sped up, you know, one day you hear like, oh, there may be this miracle weight loss drug and now everybody's on it. I guess with AI and stuff, can we expect more of this to happen and soon it won't be something you have to get from a doctor, but you may be able just to pick up at your local pharmacy over the counter? No, I, I don't. I think that we feel right now as though we're in a strange time, right? Because mm-hmm. this year in particular has been a wild year. We've seen ChatGPT and other AI devices, you know, become more popular. We've seen the introduction of Agovi, but we also have to remember that Ozempic's been around for years. It's just that this has now become uh, okay to treat obesity with. Um, and, you know, we've seen other things. Automated cars are, are out there more often. So I think it feels like things are speeding up, but we shouldn't relate these two things. This is a drug that is FDA approved that's been around for a long time. You absolutely need a prescription for it, and I don't think it's going over the counter anytime soon. Um, I think that we, we might be seeing, though, is a, you know, not an end to obesity in the U.S. in the next few years, but definitely a real reduction. And, and I think we have to think about the implications of how that's going to change every facet of the economy. Think about, you know, even airlines. They have to now adjust, and they're talking about this in their earnings reports. They're adjusting for the weight that they have on board, and they're expecting people to weigh less, and so they have to actually balance out the planes differently now. I mean, there's there's so much that this is going to sounds like good problems to have though, because so much of our healthcare and stuff is dealing with mm-hmm. obesity in the United States. Yeah, it sucks that uh, uh, Coke's going to have to figure out how to get somebody <laughs> hooked on their uh, their their drink again. But it seems to me the the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that obesity it costs the U.S. and the the world economy a lot of money each year. We're just going to have to think about what it might be like to to live in a thinner world. Yeah, and I guess I, I know we've got to let you go. I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around though the fact that in generally you generally you have to keep taking the medicine. Uh, if you stop, you can gain the the weight back. Do we know? long term, what it would be like to have 10% or 13% of Americans on this type of medicine? Any long term side effects? Yeah, again, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. There have been people who've been on this medication for a long time, again, because it's been prescribed for diabetes for a long time. Um, and I think, you know, there, there are side effects with any medication, mm-hmm. but often if they, they're fine. Sometimes there are other side effects. I think the problem is that, it, again, it's a costly medication. Once you lose the weight, you probably don't want to continue injecting yourself mm-hmm. regularly. That's not fun. You don't want to spend the money. Uh, you might lose your prescription if you lose the weight, right? Because you need to be obese to get it or overweight uh, to get it. And so the fact that when you do go off it, you do tend to gain the weight back is, is problematic. And I don't think we're at the point where we're, you know, we're having to face that just yet. But it's definitely going to be something we have to think about in the future. She is Nicole Goodkind. You can follow her on Twitter slash X at... <laughs> At Nicole Goodkind, G-O-O-D-K-I-N-D. She's a senior reporter at CNN. She's focused on the markets and the economy, has a great daily newsletter. Find her on Twitter slash X. Get her daily newsletter. And, Nicole, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Thanks for, for chatting with me. It was real fun. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you. You too. Hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Talk soon. Thanks. Alrighty. Nicole Goodkind from CNN. Well, Michael, I mean... 
it feels like the Jetsons, doesn't it? Yeah, but let me ask you this. You're a skinny uh, person um, who exercises regularly. You're eating right. Do you feel like this is cheating? Do you find it personally offensive that you spend so much time you know, regulating oh. your own life that you're like, wait a minute, now are these people are just going to take a pill? No, I, I don't think there's such a thing as cheating. No, like I don't think it's cheating at all. I'm just a person who's generally reluctant. I, this is why I say I'm really a conservative in everything <laughs> where let's just slow down. I'm. It concerns me when we're an over medica- overly medicated society. I think do some people really need Ozempic, Wagovi, whatever it may be, a, a, a medicine like this? Oh, absolutely. Does 13% of the American population seem high? Like, can some of these, you know, can, can we help some of these people in a different way? Well, I'm with you. But at the same time, Amy, you know, they, she talked about, oh, Coke and all these other people. They literally have been spending money to figure out how to make a product that we get yeah. addicted to. And a lot of the things with this corn syrup and all this Ugh. other stuff, is you know is an unnatural product, and this may be the only way to to, to fight it. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm always open to the technology so, of drugs. Yeah, well, and I think like you said, that's a whole other can of worms. But all this ultra processed foods, we're making people sick. Well, we're, we're making, making people, people fat, and yeah. maybe this is the way to combat it. And it sounds like people don't want Coke when they're on this thing. Is that bad? Because insurance rates go down. She's Amy Mark scores. I'm Michael Kelly. We got one more segment. We'll do it after this right here on Cable X. Amy, I was aggravated last yeah. night. I was aggravated on Saturday. I sat down. I have uh, DirecTV uh, streaming. And by the way, all of the streaming services have these issues at one time or another. But right now there's a conflict going on with the NBC station in St. Louis and DirecTV. So as a result, they're not airing any of the content that's coming from them. They tell me they're doing it on my behalf, you know, when they do it. But I couldn't watch Saturday Night Live, which I heard Mm -hmm. was one of the better ones we've had in a while. There was a football game last night. Typically the most watched sporting event or the most television watched television show every week is Sunday Night Football. Couldn't watch that. That's on the heels of a month or so ago. Same thing happening with Channel 2, Fox 2 here in St. Louis. I couldn't even watch my own doggone show. And I moved to streaming because yeah. they told us, hey, this this is going to be better for your lifestyle and this new thing. I find that streaming has complicated my life more than cable had. Yeah, you have so many streaming services. And also, most of them don't allow regular channel surfing. Like, right. my mom and dad have good old cable TV because you can channel surf and you have pretty much all of the channels. Now they can't watch movies on Netflix, but they're more traditional TV watchers, right? They're flip through the movies, what's on, what's on. And with streaming, Oh, let's watch uh, this show, like Frasier or whatever. And it's on Hulu, but then you decide to watch Seinfeld. You have to get out of Hulu, go to Netflix, get back on Netflix to watch Seinfeld. There's a football game on. Well, you can't switch back and forth between Seinfeld and the football game. You have to get out of Uh, Netflix to go back into YouTube TV to watch the football game. And this was supposed to be such a revolution. Things were going to be better, et cetera. And it just is aggravating because at the end of the day, uh, my streaming, I really only have it so that I can get the local televisions Mm -hmm. and so I can watch live sport news. And uh, you pay a hefty chunk for it. Now, people will say, well, why don't you switch? Why don't you go over to YouTube or why don't you go to Hulu? Same things happen there as well. You never know. It's like a cell phone carrier at the end of the day. I'm just resolved that they all stink. uh, And that's the way you're going to have to deal with, that they're going to be complicated. But that's how I feel about the streaming. It just makes me, it aggravates me 
that here you are trying to do the right thing and it just it never seems to work and it's supposed to make things cheaper and easier for you and so many of us out here just wish we could go back to the old days and turn on channel 5 and watch the football game i think it will happen they'll reinvent cable in the same way that there was a young person on twitter who said listen we've got uber we've got cars we've got taxis here's what we need to do we need to have like large ubers like a large uber that can hold 30 40 people and it goes to the same spots every day and makes stops on a schedule. And someone who was bus, that's right. right. Someone who was older <laughs> responded, "I think you just invented buses." <laughs> We're hey, gonna I'm reinvent he- cable, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm back here tonight at eight o'clock with my buddy Hancock. And I'm back in a few minutes with the Dave Glover Show. Have fun tonight. Tell John hi. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.